What type of music improves productivity? Is the question that I will answer by the end of this show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The More You Know Mondays. The more you know, the more you grow. And this week on the show, I will be talking about Max and Kira's Law. Um, But before we get into that, you know what we have to do. We have to start off this week, right? Start off the show, right? With some uh, positive vibes in the form of Monday's Affirmations. And this week, unlike any other week, you know, we have to start with a quote. And this quote, the quote of the week, is by Alan Cohen. And it goes like this. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes conditions perfect. And I love this quote because it's kind of like my ethos in a way. Um, in the sense of like just for just starting this podcast or starting my first podcast in the beginning like I had this whole thing of oh no before I start I need to have a microphone oh no I have to go to a studio because watching other people do their podcasts that's how I saw it had to be done but it wasn't until I just decided you know what why do I need to have these specific items to start my podcast like my phone has a recorder why can't I just use my phone and just make my idea happen and funnily enough for the first I don't know three years while I was doing my podcast on my phone just recording it it was pretty perfect you know um and it's only until I got to a point where I took a break and I was looking down at things where I had things and I was like well I can kind of develop things of where I am and even now I I just have one microphone and I record the podcast in my bedroom (laughs) it's not uh, designed or seems like it's perfect but for what I'm doing right now it's it's perfect and I feel like this is a good quote for anyone that kind of gets inside their head when so much when they get an idea of something they want to do like Sometimes when you want to do something or you want something to happen, you don't have to have all the quote unquote perfect things around you or the perfect items or the perfect utensils to make um, that, what can I call it, that coffee the perfect coffee or the perfect meal sometimes you can see what else you have in the cupboard and maybe you can mix out some ingredients in this uh what could you mean what could i be making (laughs) um i can't think of anything in my head other than a spaghetti bolognese so i don't know put it in the sense of um you're going for a meal and not not you're going for a, uh, going for a meal you're making a meal for say a dinner party and you had only planned for 
three guests. So you made a meal that was only for three people, but one of your guests brought a plus one without you knowing about it. Those circumstances aren't perfect for four people, but I'm pretty sure you could make that meal stretch for a fourth person if you wanted to. And that's kind of what the making that perfect situation. It may not be perfect, but you can make it perfect. It's just all about how you figure it out, how you think outside of the planned condition that you had in your head and how you improvise a solution in that moment. But I think for my intro thoughts and my Monday affirmations, I think that's where we will stop them. But I think what you should take away from this, if anything, is perfect. There's no such thing as perfect, first of all. So once you take, exclude that out of the, take that out of the occlusion, what? <laughs> take that out of the equation. So I got there in the end. Once you take that out of the equation, it's no longer something that you have to worry about. You don't have to always be top of the class or top thinking. Like you can just make something and see how it goes and then sculpt it as you're going along to sculpt it into what you want it to be as opposed to you having the end product right at the beginning and then there's nowhere to go so my monday affirmations are if you have an idea i think i've said this multiple times don't no i haven't no if you have an idea don't wait for the perfect uh situation to make it for you to bring it out if that's what you're waiting for if that's what's holding you back no just do it and then you can see how great it can be to what and then improve it i hope that statement made sense (laughs) but anyway moving on to the show so as i said I'm going to be talking about Max and Kira's law in this episode. And for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it is basically the... This, before I start into that, this, when when I found out about this, this law change and everything like that, this is kind of the the fact finding out that inspired me to start this show. It was finding that out. It was when, I think, it was during the first lockdown or whatever. I think, yeah, during the first lockdown. And it was around maybe April times. And I think I remember my mum just saying to me, oh, yeah, uh, the organ donation law is changing soon. And I was like, what? What do you mean it's changing? She was like, yeah, it's, it's changing. And I was just like, what do you mean? I I didn't know about that. And she was like, oh, well, I thought everyone knew. And I was like, nah, something like this that's changing. Like, I'm sure they should like, I should send if a law changed, they should send me a text message to my phone. Like, let me know like that there's been a new law change and I should look into it. But this seems like it's been 
swept under the rug a bit but it's it's a big thing and it has obviously a lot of people do know about it because it's it's life-changing um but i just felt like when i found out about it i felt like how how can i miss how could i have missed this from happening so it sparked me to think when i started telling people like did you know this they were like no i I had no idea about this i was like whoa there's more people that need to know about little things that change that we might not be aware about happening because other things were happening at the same time so i think if the pandemic wasn't in kind of full swing around may times april march when the law was coming into fruition it would have been more of a bigger thing in the news i guess but i wanted to share it because i i think it's a beautiful story and also just the fact of this new law change that affects a lot of people but then at the same time if you've never thought about it maybe it doesn't but because i'm just speaking about it and not mentioning what it is let's get into it so the max and kira law basically is or max and kira's law is basically the organ donation law has changed and it's changed in the way of consent so organ donation is presumed that you consent to organ donation unless you opt out so how that has changed from what it was before before you had to opt into organ donation and it was this thing and there was loads of forms that used to come around and you would decide whether you want to opt into organ donation and there was something i'd never really thought about at the same time i still haven't really thought about it properly but it gives me time to i guess think about it but and at the same time if if I don't ever think about it or if it doesn't become of a big pressing thing to me, then it would be presumed that I do consent to organ donation, which in a grand scheme of things, I am pretty much okay with, to be honest. It's not something I feel, I feel like I would have to rush into change. Um, But maybe there are people out there that, now hearing this that is a we now live in a system where if you want to not be involved in organ donation then you have to opt out maybe there will people be rushing to grab a form i don't know or maybe it's just something that you we need to talk about and we need to be okay to talk about you know but let's get into why it's called the mac why it's called max and kira's law um because that's the most interesting part about it, really. Oh, and before I do continue, I think it's valid to mention that um, you have to opt out, or if you're a part of an excluded group, then you don't. You're not included in the. Cons- you're presumed of consent, and the excluded group would include children under eighteen people who lack the mental capacity to understand the changes for a significant period before their death or people who have not lived in england for at least 12 months before their death um which is kind of 
I don't know. Like, so if you, you haven't lived here for 12 months or you don't have the mental capacity to give consent to it or you're a child under 18, then that, that seems fair that they are excluded from the group who are presumed of consent. So this law is named after Kira Ball and Max Johnson um, in the sense of, how do I start this? So basically, Kira Ball, her mother and her brother were all in a really bad car accident where unfortunately... Kira didn't make it. Uh, while they were in the hospital, uh, the organ donation team came in and they asked the family if it was something they had thought about, about, um, her, their daughter donating her organs. I watched this really interesting news report. It was, <laughs> almost brought a tear to my eye just watching it um because it was just it's just such a beautiful story but there was this moment where uh, the the news report obviously asked the question and the mother and father both said that their daughter kira was just a giving person she was the type of person that would just if someone else needed something she would fight and she would give it give it away or and their fan once when the organ donation team came to them and asked them if they would be okay with giving up her organs for donation, they agreed to it. And in doing so, Kira Ball saved four lives with her heart, liver, kidneys, and pancreas. And one of the people that she saved was a boy named Max Johnson and he was had been waiting on the heart transport um list for um i think it, they said it in the 196 days he was waiting for a new heart um because he just kept suffering heart failures and it was Kira's heart that saved Max Johnson. And in the report that, in the video that I watched, which was what made me feel so, I don't know, it, it was quite, I, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know how to, uh, how to explain the feeling I had, but just hearing, uh, uh, he is, oh, he would, he would be 12 years old or 13, turning 13 this year, maybe. Um, or he was 12 last year when this happened. Um, but hearing him speak about how when he was, while he was waiting and he got a hug from his mum, he, he felt like that was going to be the last hug he was ever going to get from his mum and dad. And then him even saying that he thought, it was it for him until that heart came into his life. And that was the heart that saved him now. 
and he's still alive today. And, and that story was what inspired the law to be named after them in, in commemoration, which I think is a beautiful story that it actually got passed into law and the the law has been named the law has been named after them um and sometimes I, it feels like you you need to see acts of heroism like that <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say really i'm kind of speechless when I, even when i just kind of go over the story or even just think about it it's just any one of you or even myself I don't if this law hadn't changed which is kind of forcing me to not have a choice but at the same time if like I said if you haven't thought about it and what is the alternative the alternative is that my body goes and rots in the ground and all my organs go to waste i guess or i could die and one of my body parts could help another person live longer um which in a sense means that i would never die if i want to look at it like that because if although my uh outer shell would fade away but my organs would go on to help someone else it, it kind of feels like your legacy lives on even though you're no longer with and no longer here rather on the planes of existence because truth be told we don't actually know what happens when we die we just know that we ha usually have funerals for our bodies, but maybe, I, I, I don't know, I'm just guessing. Maybe, because it's something I have thought about recently, um, about the what what could be on the other side. If, if our bodies are just shells and our brain is like what keeps our shell together in a sense and these are loosely connected things I, I know your brain doesn't keep your body together although in a sense it does because it, it it's what your brain is what helps you move and makes decisions for you um so I guess it kind of keeps you together in the kind of metaphorical kind of way. So, and there's always talk about the soul. What if the soul is kind of like your essence? Then, and it's not something that's physical on your body that you can point out yeah that's where your soul is or you can't point inside oh yeah that's where you can so you can point inside and say your soul is within you but you don't 
it's not something i guess that's you that you can you can point out yeah <laughs> that's the best way to put it so with that way of thinking maybe your soul is something that can live on and also with that line of thinking this soul maybe it can maybe there's something else on the other side that where your soul passes on to but you won't know until you pass on to that side um i don't know it's just my thought process I, i've been thinking about that recently and now you get uh inside into my thoughts um but back to the topic at hand organ donation if it's something you haven't thought about this is the time to now think about it because as i mentioned before it, although it's like you don't have a choice in the matter because that it's presumed consent um if you're not in the one of the excluded ex sections it's it's a time where you can think okay cool if this is not something that i don't want then you can opt out but if it's something that you're you haven't thought about or you're i guess okay with then you don't need to do anything you just live your life as normal you don't have to live your life any any differently to how you actually live your life now it's just a thing of if you do pass away then your organs will be donated to help someone else she obviously failed a brain dead test the organ donation team to come in just said is it something that you would thought of in the past so i didn't feel pressured at any point so i just looked at kira and thought if kira was given the option i'm sure she would have said yes so it was in her nature wasn't it yeah yeah because that's just how she is yes give this to whoever you know she's just a kind kind child it's tragic it's heart-wrenching that we've lost kira but Unfortunately, there was nothing that could be done for Kira, but the fact that she's gone on and saved four other people um, is absolutely amazing. I didn't think I'd make it. Uh, I hope mum and dad thinking it's the last hug with my parents. It just felt really cruel because that sparky, active little boy became completely constrained by a failing body. This thing goes in right there. They fitted a mechanical pump that goes in the heart and effectively whirs around and it whirs the blood around your body. It kept Max relatively safe whilst he waited for a new heart. Our thoughts about the donor at the time was an overwhelming sense of deep gratitude that the word thank you didn't do justice to. They've thought of others uh, at that really difficult moment. And as I said before, like, that's why I played this clip, because it, uh, I could only explain so much. I think um, their parents explain things and Max himself talk about it in a better way than I could, just because it makes me feel so emotional just thinking about it, and thinking about how hard it must have been for Kira's family to make that decision but then also at the same time the kindness and generosity that 
they have in their family to be okay to give away their daughter's organs but it, it's not like in a sense of giving her away it's more of in a sense of giving to help others and she did she helped four people just from her young life she was nine years old when she um when she died and she was able to help four other people with her one life which is amazing and if you think about that in the grand scheme of things if nobody opts out and it's only the people in the excluded groups that who don't have the level of understanding to give consent that's okay but if nobody opts out then your one life could save i don't know how many organs do you have in your body <laughs> you know what i mean so I, I i haven't looked that up it's just a question that popped into my head just now but <laughs> again i'll look this up after the show um how many or but if you know the answer send me a dm <laughs> like how many organs do you have in your body that can be reused to help other people and the more i look at and the more i say these questions to myself the more i wanted to look it up so i did <laughs> and here are the so here are what here here are the facts so the so if you die and you want to donate your organs the do, the organs that you can donate include kidneys both of your kidneys your liver both of your lungs your heart your pancreas and your intestine and then also in 2000 and 14 uh hands and faces hands and faces were added to the organ transplant list um and if you're a living donor you can donate one of your kidneys one of your lungs a portion of your liver uh your pancreas or your intestine so quite a lot can be donated to help another person so what was that uh your your two kidneys that's your liver your two lungs um your pancreas your intestines your hands and your face so that's like 10 organs you can donate to someone after you after you die which could help give them a better quality of life so you could help 10 different people with your one body. When you put it into that kind of scheme of things, like, it seems like kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't mind. If I can save 10 other people, a possibility of 10 other people, um, possibly less, but still, I could save 10 people if I have functionable organs that i can donate after i die and a part of me will live on in someone else forever until 
and, and essentially forever. I mean, unless like, so like say my heart, um, say for example, it's my heart, say, and I die and my heart goes to someone else and it avails someone else to live a really long life. And then, then when they die again and they choose to, uh, they, they don't choose to opt out, then my heart again will be donated again and again and again and again until it can't be used again, I guess. Um, so with that line of thinking, it's kind of pretty cool. Um, and I'm after doing this research and looking into things and hearing the story over and over again through my research. Yeah. I don't see a pro a reason why I need to officially opt out of organ donation when I die at this moment in time. But that's how I feel right now. I, d I don't know if my thoughts might change when I grow older or as my, my mind develops as I go through life. Because your your mind, I assume my mind is always growing and changing as I grow and change. So, yeah, but, you know, it gives you something to think about. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with your organs after you die? Do you want to opt out? Because you have another plan or idea. Maybe it's part of your religion. I don't know. Or do you not want to do anything and just, you know, live life, not think about it. And whatever happens when you die happens because you're, I guess you're dead. Because, so it, I guess it, not that it doesn't matter, but it's not something that you have control of over once you've died. You, you can't, you don't have a say afterwards. So why not use my organs? It's just how I think about it anyway. But I have a question to answer at the end of this show, which is what type of music is known to improve productivity? Now, when I saw this, uh, when this question came to me through this random fact that I read, and the random fact that I read was that video game music could help improve productivity and be good for your, good for working. And the reason why it said it would be good for helping you work is because video game music is designed not to break your focus. And I thought, <laughs> I never thought about it like that, but yeah, when you play video games, like, they have music in the background, but it's not like distracting music. It's just music that kind of goes with the game. And if it, and it obviously doesn't break your focus because you, you're, it's something that you listen to on a constant loop over and over again. So it must be to help you play or focus better unless the music changes for a specific reason. Um, but it will never knock your focus. You can always 
stay on track when you're playing a game it's never that like the music is so amazing that it distracts you from the game and if that ever does happen you're playing a terrible game <laughs> because <laughs> there's no way the music should be better than the gameplay <laughs> but anyway there i found that there were six types of music that are known to dramatically improve productivity so if you're looking to improve productivity while listening to music, make sure you're listening. <laughs> so number one on the list is classical music. So there has been lots of research that has gone into this and they have long claimed that listening to classical music can help people perform tasks more efficiently. So basically the theory is uh, which has been dubbed the Mozart effect. Basically, it suggests that listening to classical composers can enhance brain activity and act as a catalyst for improving health and well-being. So there's been a lot of studies that have gone into this to confirm that listening to classical music does enhance um, someone's ability to manipulate shapes and solve puzzles so if you're looking to be more focused while you're working and classical music isn't your jam well maybe you should start listening to some classical music while you're banging out some tasks like doing some, maybe you're doing schoolwork or uh you've got like um not school uh what is it called like i don't know just work to do like you're writing an email and you've got usually you have it with you're writing your email with netflix on in the background <laughs> and you just really want to focus this time when you're again doing your work so instead you just go on spotify and you find yourself that um that classical playlist and you just get working <laughs> There's been research done into this, so it's a proven effect, and it's called the Mozart effect. So if you're listening to classical music while doing work, and someone's like, turn down that classical music, you can be like, well, actually, I'm trying to create the Mozart effect. So, <laughs> number two will be, it. sorry, not will be, is nature, natural, na nature music. So apparently, listening to the sounds of nature, like waves crashing or uh, babbling brook, babbling brook, um, has been shown to enhance cognitive function and concentration. So nature sounds work best when they're soothing sounds, such as uh, flowing water, rainfalls. Um, sometimes rain can be soothing to some people. Um, not something like nature noises, like birds screeching or something like that. Just like natural sounds, like, uh, I don't know, like the wind blowing. Not violent wind blowing, but you know what I mean? Like on a summer's day, you got the... Hope that effect comes off well in the microphone. 
where you got like the um the wind blowing and um I don't know, like there's birds, but they're like they're they're cheap, they're cheaping, they're like lightly chirping, like it's the morning, and I don't know, like there's like those things that like apps that have um nature nature sounds that are for helping you go to sleep, so you can use the same uh way of thinking and use these nature sounds while you're doing work to improve your cognitive function and concentration so um there's research has discovered that natural sounds uh boost your moods and focus um the studies found that employees were more productive and had more um more positive feelings when nature sounds were playing in the background while they worked which is interesting kind of in the sense of like when you people that kind of if people that live in the countryside and they're all around nature all the time they're kind some sometimes you find that they're more upbeat and more happy um than for example like i don't know how to put it into an example i was going to say what i was going to or what i was going to say but maybe i can in the sense of i I, there's not i don't know there is more i don't know people yeah i guess people in the countryside they have more access to nature um, than we do in the city so they're able to breathe in they have i don't know i guess fresher air because they're more connected to the nature and stuff like that maybe this isn't a good metaphor maybe you live in the city and you're very happy with all your nature sounds but like i guess in the sense of if you lived in a cave maybe this is a better uh, scenario if you live not in a cave but in a panic room panic room would be better scenario so you lived in a panic room and in your panic room you didn't have any like no windows no sounds from the outside and it was just you silently with your with your thoughts all day like that would make you go stark crazy i guess but if while you're doing work like dead silence just nothing but just i guess knowing or hearing even like i guess in my room i hear like the winds from outside while i'm recording this podcast and you might not hear it so much in the audio because i edit it out but just hearing the the noise from the outside i've ju- i've only just thought about it once now i've read this but it's helped with my focus through recording this show because I constantly hear the wind and the outside noise and it's not anything jarring but and it's just I know it's there but I've never thought about it just until I read that yeah it it focus it has helped me focus just hearing the noise it helps me go and it helps me concentrate and so that I'm not distracted by anything else other than the task at hand and creating this show so number three is cinematic music so an intense film score can make you feel like 
you're doing something inspiring or important. Yes, 100%. (laughs) I agree with that. When, like, just the... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it makes you feel like Yeah, puts you in like a certain mood or a certain frame um, So even if you're chipping away at your to-do list Or you're doing like something really like uh, what, what can I call it? Like jarring yeah, jarring is the best word. <laughs> An epic soundtrack playing in the background makes even the most mundane tasks feel like they are so much more epic and life changing. Like I said, like that little thing that I was humming. Imagine doing work, yeah. <laughs> and in the background you just hear And it's just I don't know, maybe not that. <laughs> Imagine it was some epic film score <laughs> and you heard that in the back while you were cleaning the dishes. Uh I'm pretty sure like in your head like it would be like I don't know like some epic scene you would have invented in your head while you were cleaning the pots I don't know that's that's what I would think about anyway (laughs) so this is one of those things that is also proven to heighten concentration and productivity so a cinematic film score can empower up and uplift your spirit and brighten your mood like i said just cheers you up because you think of something else um so if you're feeling tired or drained try listening to some epic style cinematic music to boost your mood hey man you don't know unless you try um the article suggests that some film scores to try out try what listening to the uh movie score to inception or to the social network or to the movie score of of moon lawrence of arabia uh, cloud atlas amelia or the born identity the inception soundtrack is pretty dope i might try that out and born identity soundtrack is very like epic because like loads of things always happening so i might try that one out, out as well I haven't seen the social network, so I can't comment on that. And Moon, Moon is a dope. Yeah, actually, yeah, I remember seeing Moon. Moon is, the score is so like, uh, spacey and epic, like, cause it's about the moon and space. So yeah, it's a worthwhile tryout. I'm definitely going to try these things out because it sounds like a test that I might put it to. I put a test. <laughs> I hope you understand what I mean. A test that I might put it to. (laughs) And the point that sparked it all off, video game music. So, like I said, it might seem strange, but listening to music composed from video games can be a great tool to help you focus. Um, Because every element of a video game is designed to create an enhanced gaming experience for all the senses um and the music is another component 
that is specifically created or put into a game to help you focus on your task without distracting you distract being distracted by the actual sounds um which like i was talking about in the beginning of this when i came into this it's something you wouldn't have thought about or something that's strange but yeah every aspect of a game would be designed to help you even when you feel like a game is against you or it's really hard every aspect of the game whatever you have to use is all help all made to help you focus on the task of completing the game so they wouldn't put some crazy music in there to distract you from the game unless they know the game isn't very good (laughs) so they put the dopest soundtrack in there and it distracts you from the game so you don't ever complete that game you just find yourself like just grooving along to that soundtrack just like jeez what was i meant to be doing playing this game oh nah just and you just like you have your character just stood there and he's just like or he or she's just stood there or whatever it is an orc or a a gremlin i don't know you could be a robot you could be anything in a video game it's just whatever the game designer has designed for you whatever playground the game designer has designed for you to experience um they say that generally music that has no lyrics or human voices are fairly fast-paced to keep you moving forward uh, many video games involve in solving pu- uh, many video games involve solving puzzles sorry and dealing with intense situations so you're subjected you're subjecting yourself to a simulated stress simulated stressful challenges video games have invested a lot of research in to figuring out the perfect balance to the music and how much they use of it so they use so video game music is composed in a way that keeps you engaged as you elevate and navigate your way through the different levels um and the video game soundtracks that you should check out this is on this list but i agree with them wholeheartedly because i'm a gamer so the zelda the legend of zelda or car um or ocarina of time that soundtrack dope assassin's creed 2 soundtrack is sick skyrim soundtrack is is sick as well the halo soundtrack is sick as well uh, Final Fantasy, they say Final Fantasy 7, but I say any Final Fantasy game, the soundtrack was, is, was and is sick. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And number five on the list is music between 50 and 80 beats per minute, which again seems a bit strange. Why speed, why music speeds so slow? But some research has suggested that it's not the type of music that's important to helping you stay focused and productive, but the tempo of the music that you're listening to. So studies have found that music with 50 to 80 beats per minute can enhance and stimulate creative creativity and learning. Interesting. 
So um, there's a doctor, Dr. Emma Gray, a cognitive behavioral therapist, um, worked with Spotify to research the benefits of certain types of music. She found that listening to music um, at a set BPM between 50 and 80 beats per minute um, is the range uh, is a range that puts the brain into an alpha state. Interesting. Um, pretty interesting that is. So, <laughs> if you were <laughs> smart about this, or you were a music producer, what you would do is you would create music specifically at fifty between 50 and 80 beats per minute and then you would have the perfect bpm whatever genre of music to like put people's brains into alpha state all the time whenever they're listening to your groove so if you could work out a way to fit yourself into 50 to 80 bpm all day every day <laughs> then like you would be the perfect like artist because you're like perfectly motivate people with your music. Um, so when you're awake, we typically we are typically in a state of mind which is known as beta, as a heightened state of uh, alertness where our brain waves brainwave activity is between fifteen between 14 and 30 hertz when our brain slows between 7 and 14 hertz which i assume is the 50 to 80 beats per minute uh, we're in a more relaxed alpha state of our mind that allows us to be more receptive and open and less critical um interesting this state of mind is what scientists associate with activities that involve our imagination memory um intuition um uh, basically when you have that eureka moment is when your your brain waves activity uh, is between 7 and 14 hertz basically if you've ever been like listening to music and you find but like you, while you're listening to that music or that song sometimes like you just find yourself in like just deep thought about something else that's not pertaining to like the music you're listening to um and you just feel like, but you're still listening to the music but you're thinking about something completely different like that is the alpha state and thinking about it now like i do that all the time <laughs> i don't know if it's to do with the music that i'm listening to or, or anything but sometimes i'm just listening to something and i'll just be like go into some deep thought about something and i'm just like well hang on wait also in my head i'll be thinking wait I'm sure I'm listening to music, but, <laughs> but I've just, my brain, my mind's just gone off, spun off into something else. Um, so that's pretty interesting. So, uh, question to any of my listeners. Have you ever 
found yourself in the alpha state before. Um, the article says that uh, some of the most popular songs that are in between the 50 to 80 beats per minute range would be Justin Timberlake's Mirrors, uh, Last Goodbye by Jeff Berkeley, The Lazy Song by Bruno Mars, and Chasing Pavements by Adele. So if you've ever listened to any of those songs and you found yourself in deep thought about something while not actually listening to the music, um, then that's the reason why you've, you've unlocked your brain and you've gone from beta to the alpha state and you're now thinking about something that's real deep but it's not connected to the music but the music is still playing in your ears and you still hear the music so you've so it means that you you've tuned out of the music but you while still being tuned into the music it's crazy and the the number six which is the last type of music that can help you focus and improve productivity is your favorite type of music so obviously you probably have thought about this before um but studies have found that putting on your favorite type of music can help improve your mood and your productivity so you've probably found this before you're listening to your favorite jam and you're just singing along dancing around and you could have had a bad day but the moment you put that on it just everything around you just seems so much more better or you're I'm going to put into cleaning the dishes, right? Because cleaning the dishes, I find it quite therapeutic for me. It really relaxes me. And when I listen to music while I'm cleaning the dishes and I'm just singing along, it just all oh, sets up my mood real right. <laughs> so um, that is the six types of music that help improve productivity. So if you've ever found yourself, um, what is the word? Um, I can't think of the word and I do it a lot sometimes procrastinating. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever find yourself procrastinating while you should be doing work, try one of those six types of music out and put it in the background and see if it improves your productivity. And with that, I will call that the end of the show. So I hope you've enjoyed episode nine of the more, you know, Mondays and thank you for listening. If you've got this far into the show, um, if you have, if this, I should have probably mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but we're at the end and we have to try things sometimes if <laughs> to see how they work. But so if you, um, have listened if this is the first episode that you've ever listened to then welcome to the more you know mondays family um there are eight other episodes that you can also check out last week i done the episode on sylvester salone uh the week before that i did the episode of on mansa musa um and the episode before that episode six was on the internet and that is as far back as my brain (laughs) will allow me to remember currently um (laughs) but if you haven't checked out any of those episodes please check them out and uh 
enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening and goodbye.